we we had a blow up. And the next morning he woke up and decided he didn't need to talk to the counselor. That I was being petty. And I told him, if you leave, if you walk out that door, I am done. He left. What the fuck did you think I was going to do? When he left out the door, did you ask him why he left? It doesn't matter. I knew where he was going. I asked him not to go. He chose to go anyway. Was it was, was it like a golf trip? No. He has a best friend. That's a woman that I feel is a big time manipulator. And what I had asked him is there do you do you feel like the two of them may have feelings for each other? Not no, it's not a physical relationship. Oh. But as a buddy, as a golfing buddy, as a sports buddy, as a buddy, yeah. that kind of relationship. So nobody needs to tell me. Nobody needs to tell me what he doesn't want. Okay, I I really think he's making a mistake. Absolutely. Well, that's fine. I don't But if you, you tell me you mistake. would tolerate this shit, if you tell me you would tolerate this shit from Eugene, I would not. I, I would will stay not. married. I would not. I will fight for my marriage. I would not. Wait, I know that she wouldn't. She wouldn't. She wouldn't. You, nobody would. But do you really want a divorce? Yes. I want a divorce. If I cannot feel loved in the home I sleep in, Simone meant that shit. She meant that. Okay? And I feel like she still does. Because an hour can't change that shit. It really can't. It seemed like... Or a handful of hours, because, you know, it's been <laughs> condenses. But... Well, first I wanted to say that watching this, it was just really um, touching to see how emotional all the women reacted. They're really friends. It's like they're really friends. Heavenly and... was tore up. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> like I know it was a sad moment but I was cackling because Heavenly was broken down she was and you don't see her like that a lot. at all at all but you're absolutely right you could tell that they were friends um, and, and you know it was interesting to see how they kind of like gathered around him yeah you know, and they were really trying to talk to him and talk to her. It's like they really did not want this relationship to, to end. end yeah yeah there were moments of get well we'll get there Okay. We'll get there. But there were definitely were moments of gathering for different women in that show. Um, for those of you who don't know where that came from, if you missed the reality show reunion, um, the best one ever, that was the Married to Medicine reunion. Was um, this part two, three? I think it was, ooh, I don't know, two or three. It was one of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But every part, one, two, and I've never seen a reality show reunion where every single part did not slow down. It was good from beginning to yeah. end. Ugh, and that Thoroughly was... Thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah. That was Dr. Simone explaining why she wants a divorce! Okay? <laughs> and I saw her get back to that, like, raising her voice, like she used to do in the first two seasons. She but that's serious. just, she's passionate. Mm -hmm. And she, she, she definitely meant what she was saying. And it's crazy. And her friends, like Toya, like she was, Simone was screaming in Toya's face, and Toya was just like, like, she gets it. Like, mm -hmm. she knows that that's just her, that's just Simone. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she didn't take it personal. What and threw me off was, I don't know if I'm the only one who didn't pick this up, but this whole North House, South House thing, we thought, oh, they got money, they live in large, they're doing cute shit. That was called a separation. 
Yeah. That was a full season of a separate, or then some, right? Did they get the two houses this season or last? I think it was last, last right? I want to say. That was a full separation. It's been a lot of shit for a long mm-hmm. time. Because, you know, divorces come after that. Separated. Ooh, that's a mess. And it that's does seem like they've been having trouble really since the season. The show began. Mm-hmm. I don't really recall a lot of happy moments between Simone and Cecil. Listen, we'll get there. We truly will oh. on today. <laughs> so but Cecil kid. is full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and what did she tell him? I don't want you to change nothing, Cecil. Okay. <laughs> if y'all don't want to be in the marriage and the shit. <laughs> so many good quotes. Yeah. Hi, guys. What's up, everyone? Yes, welcome to another episode of the Hung Up Podcast where you may not feel loved in the home that you sleep in. Could you imagine? I can't. That's Mm-mm. that's tough. Because if it's one place I need to feel love, it's up in my house. Okay. Oh my goodness. Or where you may really want a divorce. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you know, even those those are some terrible things. We'll never hang up on you. That's probably when you need us. So we can't hang up on you then. True that. Okay. As always, it's your girl. <laughs> Just <laughs> so crazy. I am P. Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at I-A-M-P-R-Y-A-N. I'm Eric, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at E. Dante Cole. Find us both on Instagram and Twitter at HungUpPod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. And Facebook at Facebook.com slash HungUpPod. <laughs> you guys are using our email account. Like, thank you. Using Continue it Continue mm-hmm. to send Fill your emails. To hunguppod at gmail.com. Yes, and thank you so much, kittens, for your ratings, comments, all the love that you send. Keep those things coming on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, anywhere you can find a man that make, doesn't make you feel love in your own house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're really good with that. <laughs> Every week. The, the whole find a man it's, thing yeah, yeah, is yeah. great. I, it's I, it's I, the I, trend, I'm, it's become a thing. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Our show. Keep it up. Keep it up. Yeah, because these men are trash. <laughs> <laughs> so how was your week? My week was good. Um, really just a week of reflection, mm-hmm. self-reflection, and also just um, preparation uh, for the next several weeks coming up for me. Um, I got to do some journaling this week, which was really great. Nice. Um, I reached out to... Some folks for some support for, like I said, some of the things that have coming up. Speaking of which, um, you know, I've talked about, you know, putting together a local support group. I've kind of ironed out and written out everything and researched mm-hmm. things and talked to people. So I'm really hoping to have a first meetup in April. So I'm excited about that. Um, and really, the rest of my week I spent with Kenneth across the street just playing board games with his kids, and we watched a lot of TV. I'm jealous. So, <laughs> this week, um, I watched Flint Town, which was really good on Netflix. Um, if you guys are looking for an inside uh, perspective, a different perspective, it's a docu-series um, that was filmed over two years, um, and it basically follows the Flint police mm. um, while they're at home, while they're at work, while they're out doing what they do. And you just get a different side, a different perspective. Um, Another really great uh, movie on Netflix with our girl Nia Long. It's a a movie called Roxanne, Roxanne. 
Um, Nia Long played a mother who was raising four daughters in New York. One of the daughters um, wants to break out and be a rap star. And it's just a lot of drama and a lot mm. of things that go on in the movie. And it's a re- actually a really touching movie. I saw people tweeting about it. I kind of want to get into it, but you, you know, I'll, like I'll just add it to the list. <laughs> it's so much, right? I have so much homework to catch up on. <laughs> I will say, um, I feel like you saw Nia in a different light. Like, this was a really different role for her. Mm. She played... So she wasn't playing she Sherry played like, like Big Mama's House? Huh? She wasn't Sherry from Big Mama's House? No, that's when she was the girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. No, because this time she played like Mary from Precious. Wow. She was a tough, mean mom that really just had a story. And I don't, I don't want to spoil anything y'all, but it starts out with, um, the man that she's in love with, like taking a lot of money from her. I don't want to spoil it. So I won't get too many details, but she is angry and you'll see why, Mm -hmm. you know, great, great movie. And last, um, wrap my, my wrap up, up, my wrap up, up. My check-in up. I also watched, me and Ken, we watched this show called The Terror. It's um, a new series that came out on AMC. Really, really cool. It's about a group of colonizers who are um, navigating through um, the Arctic Ocean to get to the Pacific. They get stuck in ice. And the series is basically about survival. Mm-hmm. And it's um, kind of spooky because there's like a creature out there that Who they don't creature? know about, mm-hmm. but seems pretty dangerous. And I think it killed someone in the second. It's only it's only been two episodes so far. It's too much. So it's like the Blair Witch on Ice. There you go. <laughs> no man. And you know they filmed that in Maryland. The Blair Witch. Yes. I rebuke it <laughs> on today. <laughs> So that was my week, P. Ryan. Just reflection, preparing for the next several weeks, and watching a whole lot of TV. Nice. nice. How was your week? My week was fine. I feel like it just started. <laughs> like, I can't believe today is Thursday. Yeah. Um, so time is definitely flying. I'm super happy that um, the sun came out. It did. It was I was going to start singing, today. but I stopped myself. It was in the 60s. It, yeah, if not 70s. It was really hot. Mm, okay? Yeah. yeah. Um, Highlight of this past week, I completed a half marathon, which was super dope. Oh, that's nice. Um, yeah, no, I was really pumped about it. Um, it was my fourth one to date, my third one in Philadelphia. Very cool. So it just felt really good to still be on top of my game. Um, but yeah, you know, it was a week of balance. It was, you know, had some highs, had some lows, but the highlight was definitely being able to... Um, finish that half marathon I always start with gospel music and I always end with Beyonce and I didn't change that ritual this time and it felt great do you know the song the last song I played heck yeah so I the album that I've done consistently so every half marathon that I've ever been in um I've always listened to like the Beyonce um extras from like self-titled so like the Mm -hmm. remixes Mm -hmm. so what I will do is when I hit that 13 or actually a little bit before the 13 mile mark, I'll play the Flawless remix and then it'll go into Drunken Love. So I'll either end the race with like Flawless or Drunken Love and it'll just, you know, it feels great. And then I just kind of sashay off because I'm a bad bitch and I ended the run. Yes. Yeah. That is what's up. Yeah, it was great. 
I also was feeling... Well, I was listening to Lemonade all week. Oh, yes. I was in my Lemonade mood. Probably her best album to date. I really feel like it's one of her greatest. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I'm sure others can be argued. (laughs) But, um, yeah. Except four. I don't know what people think when they say four is the best. Hmm. I'll give it Lemonade, either Lemonade or B-Day as like the best. Yeah, I really like B-Day. Listen. Especially when she gave you that extended version of Get Me Bodied. That's the Like, there is album. no dispute. Yeah. Ooh, but then... Ooh, I'm stressed. Because don't forget Dangerously in Love. Her first. When low-key, that had all the bops. Mm-hmm. That, those collabs with Missy Elliott. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And that's where we have signs. Yeah, we that's do have signs. Like, um, me, myself, and I. Me, myself, and Wait, I. Wait, we might have yeah. to rearrange this order. <laughs> we really might. Yeah, self-titled. That was her first solo album, right? Dangerously, Dangerously in Love. Dangerously in Love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are we low-key low preparing for the concert or nah? Um, so I made up in my mind. Oh, I guess that's another part of my check-in. So I'm in this phase of just like being very realistic with myself and like knowing that I have financial goals. And instead of just... I, sometimes we get so inspired and we say like, okay, I have these financial goals. But literally they just become goals that we write down and leave there. And I'm actively trying to accomplish them even though I'm still in school, even though I'm not, you know, working a 40-hour shift. So Beyonce won't see me this season. I made up in my mind. Some people are like speculating, I saw on social media, that, you know, people are worried about spending all this money on tickets. This is going to be a remake of the original tour that she did with him. Ooh, I don't think so. I think she's, you know, Beyonce's good for original content. Yeah. You know? Ooh, and we'll even get there, right? Because cool. she's also good for original marketing. Okay? <laughs> but I, whoever goes, you know, I'll watch you guys from Snapchat. Hopefully they stream it on Tidal. That'll be cute. But as for me and my house, we'll be at the house. <laughs> okay? I'm still deciding. I may, I may show up in the building. Yeah, go. And then bring back some feedback for the show. <laughs> That'll be cute. Sure. Um, so, yeah, let's just jump right into the topic. We, you know, again, we thank you guys for all of, like, your letters. We haven't, like, we didn't receive any letters per se this week, but we did get some love, like, really love the show, real talk. You know, you guys are doing something great. So we thank you guys for that always. Thank if you. If you do have any um, questions or queries or you need our advice, let us know. We'd be happy to help you out. And we'll also use the T sound. Okay. And make sure you guys... Um, tell us you want to use a different name or create yeah, if a you want to be name, anonymous, yeah. yeah, just make sure you indicate that. Be as clear as possible. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, as we kind of started off the show, we used a Married to Medicine clip or a clip from the Married to Medicine reunion. Yeah. And so I thought it would be really interesting to kind of talk about the reunion and not really just like our reactions to the show in general or the reactions to how the reunion played out. But a lot of times we come on this show and we talk about, like, couple dynamics, right? And I really think this Married to Medicine reunion showed you more than three, but kind of what I want to focus on is, like, three distinct dynamics. So you kind of have... What's her name? Dr. Simone Mm -hmm. and Cecil. Mm -hmm. You have Quad and Dr. G. Mm-hmm. And then you have, um, you know, the one that started off the season, right? Curtis and Dr. Jackie. Mm-hmm. Three distinct couples, three distinct stories, three distinct experiences. And so I thought we could just, like, you know, 
really scratch the surface, use their relationships to kind of scratch the surface on how we feel about the different things that they were going through, right? That's cool. So That's cool. Yeah. And so I just kind of wanted to start off um, with Dr. Jackie and Curtis. So as you kind of know, or we can recap that. So what happened was Dr. Curtis had cheated on, on Dr. Curtis. Curtis had te- cheated on Dr. Jackie. Mm-hmm. And... It was kind of like this huge thing, right? Dr. Jackie was hella embarrassed. Um, it was kind of this young woman who, I mean, I don't know if they slept together. I don't know what in the world went on. But they were shown out in public together. And Dr. Jackie didn't know nothing about that. You know, as far as she was concerned, they were monogamous, right? right. But as far as he was concerned, they might have been polyamorous. Right. Right? Um, Did he confess to sleeping with her? Or ooh, I can't remember. I don't remember. I kind of feel like he did. I feel like he did. He was inappropriate, because definitely. Because she was shook. She was, it wasn't just a picture, because mm-hmm. I believe a picture got leaked yeah. of him with the female. Walking but... out of a hotel? Hmm. Could have been. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, And then, to the point where she kicked him out of the house, he's out here sending Louis Vuitton goods, and she's like, nah, keep yeah. your shit, right? Flowers, the whole nine. Mm-hmm. And so he was just like, how do I fix it? I remember one conversation they had, and she asked him straight up, how do you fix humiliation? humiliation? Yes, she sure did. I remember that. Right? And so I guess that's the first dynamic I, I would love to talk about with you. Kind of putting your trust in this partner. And it really is more than just putting your trust in. Like, Jackie wanted to have kids, right? She wanted to give him a biological child. She wanted to have one for her own. But then she wound up getting sick, can no longer have children. They're working through that. Then put on this other dynamic. He's, what, a basketball coach or doing whatever he does, right? She's a full-time doctor, not only at one practice, but she does many things. She has, like, the whole, remember, fit is the new it? Do you remember that from a couple seasons prior? So Jackie's a busy lady, right? He wasn't happy with that. So pile all those things on, and then your man publicly cheats on you. Yeah. She was crushed. You feeling stupid out here. So I wonder for you, is cheating a deal breaker? Because then let's not on the fact that they're back together. Yeah. I think um, I can't just come out and say yes Mm. to that. I think it depends on the before, during, and after. Right. About the situation. Um, What was going on before? Was I... Do I have any responsibility in how you feel, possibly? Um, Or is it the other way around? When it happened, was I humiliated? Was I disrespected? Was I embarrassed? Or did you kind of keep shit on raps and then let me know behind the scenes? Mm. Or Like something that you both could cover? Is that what you mean? I guess I'm kind of like looking at... Dr. Jackie's situation Mm -hmm. and her being humiliated, it's really because, wasn't it because it happened in front of the whole world? Right. So if it's something that you guys could cover, like that's something you would take into consideration? Like if it's something that you could kind of hide from the whole world or even from like your friend group? I think if it was more of a a private thing. Because I think especially your close friends, like we saw with the reunion, Mm -hmm. they're still going to know, right? Um, but I think it's different when it plays out into the whole world in front of strangers who then have an opinion mm. about, and they're going to tell you what your opinion is. And they told. And, mm. I, and I think that's a little bit harder. Yeah. So I think it, it, it really depends. It's not a hard yes for me, 
oh, I'm leaving. Somebody cheat on me. I'm out. It could be potentially that. I mean, that could be the outcome of the situation, but I, I really feel like it depends um, on several factors because, uh, you know, people cheat for all different types of reasons. Yeah. And sometimes people cheat for no reason at all. You're just selfish and, you, and, and you, you're just out here, you just want what you can get when you can get it. Mm -hmm. So I think it really, it really depends. You know, they've had years and years and years of relationship, you know, in history. Um, some folks have children. I know they didn't have a child, but some folks have children. Not to say that that's a reason to stay in a relationship, but I'm just saying that there are different factors that, that play into that decision. Yeah. What about you? What do you think? Well, before we go there, I have a question. Because mm -hmm. you said that um, another thing you would take into consideration is like if you have responsibility um, over kind of like how the other person felt mm -hmm. beforehand. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? So... Had I left the relationship before you went out and cheated, that kind of thing. Even though I'm here physically, I may not be present mm. in the relationship. Um, or you might be getting on my nerves, and I just don't want to talk to you. I don't want to deal with you. I don't want to communicate with you. Mm. Things like that push people out. I'm not saying it justifies cheating, but we have a way of pushing people away from us as well. Mm -hmm. And that's what I mean about taking the responsibility. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we do things to provoke people to have bad actions. Not to say it was good or bad. You know what I mean? I just say sometimes we have a way of pushing people out. And I think we saw Dr. Jackie admit to some of the things that she, not in the beginning because she was hurt, yeah. but eventually she did apologize to him for her part in why the marriage had failed. Because the the cheating was the action, right? But really, the relationship had fallen apart way before he had actually stepped out. Mm. So I think that's the part we, you know, if, if necessary, we got to take responsibility for. So let's say you took responsibility for that. Do you think you'd be more inclined to stay and work through? Or, like, would you be more inclined to, like, pack a bag and dip? I don't know. Because I feel like... I can own my shit, mm -hmm. but that don't mean that we gonna work out. We, we may just end up being friends. Yeah, yeah. You know what if I mean? That. If that. Mm -hmm. But I still think it's important that we own our shit. Absolutely. Whether it works out or not. Yeah. You know? Mm. What, are you, what are you thinking over there? I still don't know, and I'm the one who created the picture. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Because like, like you said, there are different factors to kind of, to consider. Right? I think one of those factors, too, really is the dynamic of the relationship. So I mentioned that Jackie, in her mind, was thinking all this time they're monogamous. But Curtis out here acting very poly. Or not even, I'm not even going to put poly on that because he cheated. Right? right? So he's acting like he got a harem. Right? Good point. Um, yeah. Because just because you're poly, don't, you, that doesn't mean you cheat. Yeah. Right? Because when, you, when you're poly, you still have responsibilities. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah I like and cheating can you, occur in a poly relationship. Yeah. Right? If it's yeah. not an agreed upon... If it's not... If you go and have a non-agreed upon union, but that's why first I have to consider like the the union of the relationship. So like if me and my partner, you know, have an agreement that you know he can go out and date whomever. If I see that person and may not know about them, I'm like, okay, that's a shock, but that wouldn't necessarily be a reason to up and leave. But if you know we did not agree upon that, 
and here you are with somebody. I'm just like, I would be shocked. And my, I, was, I feel like my knee-jerk reaction would be, all right, we're done. Have a great one, mm-hmm. right? But then again, you consider different factors. How long you spent in the relationship. How strong your union is. And I'm not talking about you know, how strong just the relationship is in general, but what have you invested? Those two, they're married, right? Mm-hmm. And Jackie got money. And I'm sure Curtis got a little coin too, right? And so at the end of the day, divorce, that's expensive. It's very expensive. Mm-hmm. And you, have you ever heard the old um, saying, it's cheaper to keep them? Yeah. Which is why a lot of people stay married. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of sad, though. It's sad. Because, like, if you cheated on me and I really felt betrayed because it was a complete blindside, mm-hmm. with time, I can forgive you. But I'm never going to forget that shit, right? Because not only am I going to feel betrayed, I'm going to feel lied to. And what did I say earlier in one of these episodes? Do not lie to me, mm-hmm. right? So, like, how we... We can be cool. We can be cool as a cucumber. Yeah. But how are we really going to have a healthy relationship if, like, I'm never going to forget that? And to be honest, I'm going to assume that your habits did not die. Is it the act of cheating that you feel is so terrible or is it the lie? Mm, I think it's the the dishonesty. I think it's the dishonesty, right? Well, because I'm no longer speaking about like Jackie and Curtis. I'm just thinking from like my perspective. Like if I choose to get in a relationship, like I try to create a space where you can be as honest as you need to be. Or as you can be completely honest, not even as honest as you need to be, right? Because you can still lie up in that shit. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yeah. I try to give you a space where you can truly be honest. Now, I may not agree with all of your honesty, and we can flesh that out. But if we really are in a relationship, friendship, whatever, like speaking more so to a relationship, I really try to create a space where the person I'm vibing with can be 100% honest. So if you, if I present that and you still make the choice, to be dishonest, yeah. then it's just like, all right, we have nothing else, right? Now, if I, again, if I consider the length of the relationship, the investment, you know, monetary and otherwise, and it, you know, is in my best interest to kind of stick with what I got, yeah. might have to do that. But I will not forget the betrayal. And I don't know if we could heal 100%. Again, that's just where I am now. I'm about to turn 27, so I'm not good and grown yet. You know, <laughs> my, my perception may change later on. I don't know. But. It must be so hard for folks like Dr. Jackie, who's in a situation where she decided to give it another go. Mm-hmm. But you're still a little, you know, the sore is still a little open. And just the way that, like, Curtis reacts reacted to the situation and like responds to other people in regards to the situation I still I think there's still a lack of respect for Jackie despite the Louis Vuitton bags or despite whatever he may say to her case in point Simone had mentioned to all the guys like you're on reality TV there will be bitches who want to sleep with you right and his response was we know that and I'm like well of course you do right right that wasn't respectful to Jackie. That's tough. Yeah. That, that, that is really tough. It really, really is. But we can move on to the next couple dynamic, right? Because I said we only going to scratch the surface. Because <laughs> I don't got no man, so I don't know how this works. <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. 
The next was the inspiration for our skit earlier today or earlier tonight. Dr. Simone and Cecil, right? So we honestly don't know if cheating was involved in their relationship. Simone says it's not physical, but that friend, Tammy? The golf. The golf buddy, the sports buddy, that's so weird to me. She made a point to say, who is a woman? Right. I was like, okay. (laughs) And then Heavenly. Uh Go ahead, go ahead. (laughs) Heavenly's quote. Tammy. <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> no, I don't remember her saying that. But that sounds like heavenly because yes. she don't like other women at all. She was sitting by <laughs> herself during kind of like an intermission. I think she was like, who is Tammy? Fuck Tammy. <laughs> no, that's a friend. That 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 is a friend. It really is. You were gonna ask the question though? What were you gonna say? Um Damn, it slipped my mind just that fast. Oh. Well, let's start from the foundation, right? Oh. Okay. (laughs) Do you think that heterosexual man and heterosexual woman can be friends? I do. Okay. I do. Where I think it's weird, right, in this situation is Simone saying Tammy's very manipulative, right? And I'm just... and So I definitely think heterosexual... People um, can be friends, you know, and have partners. I think people in general can have partners and have close friends. I think there is a line, though, that the friend should not cross, and it is like being the, manipulative. There we go. Because and it, it's just like, well, why, what are your reasons for being manipulative, manipulative quote unquote, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's the responsibility of the person in the relationship because Tammy probably don't got no man. Right? Tammy's probably out here living her single life and really is kind of like a sister to Cecil. But it's Cecil's responsibility or whoever's in the relationship to be like, "Uh uh-uh, mind your business or stay out of my relationship or this is making my partner uncomfortable and because I love my partner, you cannot cross this line, right? So for the longest time, Dr. Simone was saying, you know, she felt love. She, what'd she say? She felt like Cecil didn't love her, Right? And she even said on the show that Cecil, she wished Cecil would say, I love you more. What's crazy, and Andy brought it up, when Cecil mentioned Tammy, Cecil's like, oh yeah, I love her. I was like, You're not listening. You're not listening, bro. Huh. (laughs) Okay, right? And so, in the argument that because he so, wouldn't say it mm-hmm, to, to Simone. Right. He said he would show it through like other things, but Simone wanted to hear, or she even wanted to hear, yo, I'm checking up on you, you know, to show that he actually loves her. Now, in the skit, right? Yeah. Simone and him have an argument. He goes off to Tammy, right? Simone even mentioned in the reunion, Tammy stayed over their house for eight days. Why? There we go. Tammy lives in Atlanta, according to Simone. I don't understand any of that. That, to me... Live, like, living in their house. In their house for eight days. How and, you gonna visit and you live in the same city? And Dr. Simone okayed that. For her okay. to move in... You know right. what I mean? So I'm just And like, so when she says she sacrifices a lot, like, okay, we can clearly see that. You know what I mean? Tammy's there for eight days. Dr. Simone mentioned she didn't want the damn dog. The dog is up in the house, right? Why is your dog so bad? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that dog. damn dog. <laughs> but you know, I felt her in 
that moment, it's just like y'all putting all this shit on me that I didn't even ask for. Mm-hmm. Now I now here I am walking a dog twice a day, picking up a dog's shit when I did not want a dog. After coming home tired from all that right. she's doing at work, right. right? So I guess after all of that, one of my questions is, and I think we touched on it, how do you maneuver friends when you're in a relationship? Right? And oh, and I actually asked you, do you think a couple can exist? <laughs> Where one of the partners has a close friend and, like, the other partner may not be as close to that friend. Like, do you think that mm-hmm. relationship can work? And I think, yeah, I think yeah so. we, we talked about that, right? Yeah. Like, But it is that partner's responsibility to kind of set, set those boundaries. boundaries. And make sure, so, you know, we do have a responsibility to make sure that the people that we love are comfortable, mm-hmm. that they feel respected. And that they are acknowledged, especially in a situation where they say, this bothers me about you and your friend. Mm -hmm. Not to just brush that shit off, you know, and keep it moving. Because then, you know, you're making me feel like you're putting your friend Mm -hmm. above me. So I agree with you. Just set set those boundaries. We can have friends. Um, I know it can be difficult making friends when you're in a relationship. Especially, um, you know, I'll give you guys an example when... um, this was about eight years ago when I met my ex. I had lived in Philly for about five years. He was in Florida. So he moved here from Florida. It was really difficult for him to make friends Mm -hmm. and be in a relationship because we were young. It was a lot of jealousy. I was insecure about shit. You know what I mean? Like it was just a lot. It can be difficult making friends sometimes, but I think it's possible. I definitely think it's possible, especially as we mature in our age and mature in our relationships. We got to let our significant others have their space, have their friends, have their life. Absolutely. I think that's, it's, it's, it's only healthy. When you feel like you're just being sucked into a relationship all the time. It can get draining. I think it can be really draining. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of like last question for this couple what do you do when the love is gone right and this is just not specific to married to medicine right we saw it with greg and nini right if one of them felt kind of neglected in the relationship but you know you have done me wrong as your wife yeah right i don't know if you watch housewives of um orange county but mm-hmm. vicky gumbelson at one point was just like you know my love tank is empty and that kind of led to her divorce right when you've reached that point, I don't want to ask necessarily like how does one reach that point where their love tank is empty, but when you've noticed that you're not really getting something out of a relationship, what do you do? And, you know, how do you make it work? Like, what would you suggest a couple do where, you know, it's not, it doesn't wind up where like they've tried to make it work, but it still fizzles out, right? Like, what does yeah. effort look like? Self and effort towards your partner. Effort towards self and effort towards your partner. The love is gone. I think sometimes it can be rekindled. And mm-hmm. that takes work. Maybe a little therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, some long nights, some early mornings. But I think it can, it can be rekindled. Um, I think it's important, though, to recognize when maybe it can. True. True. You know, when sometimes things have just... We've, we've, we're done. You know, we've, our, whatever it is, you know, that we had could be just 
a rap. I, I, because I do think that sometimes people grow apart, um, especially when we get in relationships at a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you either grow apart or you grow together. Sometimes our goals change. Say so. Yeah. Sometimes, um, you know, we want to do a different profession. Sometimes mm-hmm. we want to move, you know, a lot. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like when the, the nest is empty and it's just mom and dad, mm-hmm. that one person may be like, you know what? I'm, I'm just ready to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Loki, that I want my life back. Into... I've given my life to kids. I've given yeah. my life to marriage. And, and now my priorities have changed. Mm-hmm. That what a selfish... I'm sure people must feel so selfish, though. Well, that kind they, of ties into, like, stuff like that. one of our old episodes, right? So, like, when we talked about what happens when you've invested so much in everything else, right? The house, the family, the kids, and all of that kind of fizzles out. And so, at the end of the day, you're left kind of looking in the mirror, and you realize, oh, yeah. oh I want a different story, right? Or what has been sustaining me for these 20 plus years at this point isn't really sustaining me now. And I, I don't know how you address that, you know, but I, I would think that before you get to the point where it's like, Oh, my love nest is completely dry. Right. And I, I need to be away from you that there is some sort of communication about what your needs are, but not only communication, but like, realistic communication right so we watched this whole season and i think in all three couples that we're going to touch on there was communication to a point but i think there was communication with a very like extreme view of what's going to happen so like if you don't give me a hundred percent of what i need i'm out i'm out right but speaking yeah. realistically, if you were with somebody for 20 years and you kind of accepted what they were giving in these 20 years, Ooh. it's a little unrealistic to expect a complete 180 change. That's deep. Seriously. Yeah. And I think that's a realization we might have to have. And it sucks, mm. right? Because it's just like, damn, well, I'm not going to get, you know, my full meal. I might just have to settle for an appetizer's worth of change, Right. Or maybe an entree, but not a dessert. Like, you're not going to get that 100% overnight. You may get it once you all start pushing 85, but it's not going to come at the first request. And I think it's like sometimes realizing that we want something different. Mm -hmm. Instead of like trying to change the other person and like put it on them, own that shit. Mm -hmm. And say, you know what? I've changed. I want something different now. Mm -hmm. You know? That's tough, though. Therapy. I mean, I, I don't know how you would address that because and when it comes to communication, mm-hmm. sometimes people don't communicate. Mm-hmm. And well, communication can be the downfall of any relationship, absolutely. any marriage. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you don't realize your communication style or your partner's communication style until it's too late. Until, so then it's just like, what the fuck are we going to talk about? So are we not taking the time to get to know each other? Or get to know even ourselves. I can't know you if I don't know me. All right. That's a word. Mm. So if you don't want to be in the shit, end it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a word from Prophetess Heavenly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the last couple I kind of wanted to touch on. Who, who trapped? What did she say? She trapped daddy? She, oh, she trapped daddy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I said that. Like, like, yeah, you said that. 
And then she didn't want him to find out about the strippers or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, I actually didn't tell him. <laughs> Yo, Heavenly, she can be annoying and she can say things at the complete wrong time. She loves her man. But one thing Heavenly is not in some moments is wrong, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember when she said on the reunion that a lot of the stuff that she says makes people laugh. And it really balances out all the heavy shit everybody else is going through, right? Mm-hmm. She's proved that right on the show. On the reunion. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she apologized to Mariah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like we did see a different side to Heavenly because I think Heavenly, over the past couple of seasons, has done some childish things. Yeah. But to her, kind of similar to the whole incident with Mariah and that, po- that ridiculous poster on that board, mm-hmm. which I thought was ridiculous. And I thought Ten it was funny that she... <laughs> Did the little, you know, yeah. devil, devil, horn, devil horns and all that other kind of stuff. But um, I think when people are hurting, she can be dismissive of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we've seen that before. We saw it with the whole incident with Mariah in the door. Um, but I think that Heavenly has proven that she has the capacity mm-hmm. To be compassionate. She's trying. And to, and to care. And that's really what matters. Like, we're not going to always be compassionate. We're not going to always be accepting mm-hmm. of our loved one's feelings and emotions. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you got to give folks a chance. Yeah. We're only human. I think know? she's also a testament to what we were saying kind of earlier, right? Like, yeah, you're, you might change, but you're not going to change 100% overnight, right? And yeah. there has been some change in Heavenly. She's definitely not like the first. She's not the person the we saw at first, right? So... <laughs> Give her a try. <laughs> um, so the last couple I kind of wanted to touch on is Miss Quad, Miss Quad. Damn. She got it. She got it. Well, she may not got it now. Okay. And Dr. G, right? Oh, I feel bad for them. I felt really bad. Now, I don't know about you, but like during the actual season, did you feel like Quad was just like being really dramatic? I did. And in, 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 let me say... Especially in the beginning, mm-hmm. when news broke about Dr. Jackie and Curtis. Come on, Glasshouse. All the women mm-hmm. started interrogating on the same episode, mm-hmm. including Simone, started in, I'm sorry, a quad, started interrogating their men as if they cheated. Mm-hmm. Well, what would you do? You gonna cheat, Daddy? Mm-hmm. Oh, how you, how you feel about how you feel about what Curtis did? Oh, you don't think he was wrong? You you not gonna check Curtis? Why wouldn't you check Curtis? He was wrong for that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like grilling their men as if they had cheated. And I feel like that's when the shit kind of started to go down with Quad and Doctor G. And honestly, I feel like it is at its worst. Yeah, I feel that Doctor G does not know. It seems like they're emotionally disconnected. She is crying out. And he does not care. And, and I'm just like, like not getting it. I was just like, though, is this how you treat your patients? It's not cool. And then at the break, you trying to give Curtis advice about his marriage? Y'all, hold the mirror up. Okay? <laughs> hold it up. I was like, dude, you giving Curtis this great advice mm-hmm. on how to save his marriage. And you can't save yours. Shambles. Okay. Okay, and you're doing the same thing Curtis was doing. Talking about you bought a full hotel room, but you realized you messed up and left. That, you know what? I wasn't in the hotel room the with anyone. lie. Did I you was... believe that story? That he got the hotel, paid for it, and said went goodbye. in there, and then walked out and And then left. they shoved the receipt under the door. Homegirl was still there, and I then used that, that to extort them. 
Listen, I, I was not in the hotel room, so I can only take what you told me, right? <laughs> but I'll let you know what my spirit feels. What your spirit feels? No. <laughs> exactly. Lie to yourself. Don't lie to me. Right. Okay? I might have been born at night, but it wasn't last night. Okay? <laughs> and even if it was, my baby face would be looking at you like, mm? Right. <laughs> With my thumb in my mouth like... Like, no. Nigga, <laughs> please. Okay? <laughs> and so... To see that dynamic between Quad and Greg, right? Like, she's bawling her eyes out. He Remember, he was, like, rolling on the floor, frothing at the mouth. Even when talking about this um, weird moment. It's funny that, you said rolling on the floor. He does act childish. He, he does. A full 50-something-year-old child. He acts childish. He does. Okay. So, all the way that he responds to Quad, oh, you don't give me what I need. Oh, but I pay for everything. Like, mm, you know what I mean? And then he's telling her, you need to take the trash out because I pay the bills. Nah, bro. That's not how that works. Like, even if you are the breadwinner, mm-hmm. you're still the man. And, well, let me just say this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In a, a, a man-woman relationship, I don't know, but I'm thinking that the woman is still expecting her man to handle certain shit. Like, if the sink faucet breaks, fix it. Mm -hmm. If the trash needs to be taken out, take it. If the lawn needs to be mowed, mow it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I think that, maybe not all women, I can't speak for women, but I think women who are in in relationships with men expect them to do that type of... Well, I mean, Quad made it very clear. So that's the point that like I kind of want to jump off of, because... Whether or not you believe in, like, heteronormative, like, roles, right? Mm -hmm. I personally don't. But Quad said out of her mouth, I want you to do things like take out the trash. This is your partner literally giving you a need, communicating that she has a need. And you're just like, nah. No, I'm not doing that. Right? And so, for me, looking at their dynamic throughout, there were points even before we got some information that I was just like, okay, Quad might be a little dramatic. But after a while, I'm just like, nah, this lady nah, has had enough. And I feel like, yeah. would you kind of perceive him as being somewhat abusive in yes. that relationship? Yes, because I will call it Quad that. Is hurting, hurting, visibly hurting, hurting. Mm-hmm. and he's just kind of like, so like, what's up? You do things like make a dinner, right? The dinner gets ruined. The man ups and like Gregory ups and leaves, right? I don't remember that. Oh, you don't remember? It was like earlier she in made, the season. Yeah, and you know I'm fat, so I kind of remember what was on the menu. It was like some potato thing, and then like asparagus. It looked really good, right? And, and then they, she tried to have a conversation over the dinner, and he just was like, I think he, that's when he jumped into his Mini Cooper and peaced out, and and skidded off mm-hmm. in that Mini Cooper. And so, in so many moments, I'm like, I'm sure if we see so many moments on camera where she's kind of just like by herself talking to herself about the problem. What's going on behind closed doors, right? So, what I will say is Dr. G may be feeling some frustrations that he's not communicating well. One of them being he doesn't have a kid yet. I think that's the number one thing. Dr. G is pissed off. Mm -hmm. But that touches on... He got married Mm -hmm. and in his mind paid for his wife. Mm -hmm. You feel he wanted let him tell him he paid for his wife and he didn't get his return on his investment. And I think Dr. G pissed off. Yeah, he didn't get what was in the contract. Yep. Now, that actually, though, touches on something that you said. There could be a point where we're in relationships and after a while, we're kind of just like, 
what I want has changed, right? Mm. So from the start of Married to Medicine, our understanding of their dynamic was Dr. G has always wanted a kid. Um, Quad has always kind of been this housewife, you know, role, in this housewife role. And then after a while, she's just like, oh, well, you know, I want to do a puppy line. I want to do this. We can really track and see that Quad's interest has changed over and over and over again. It's true. And not only have her interests changed, but her opportunities have changed, right? Mm. When she started on the show, she wasn't on TV One as a personality, right? She wasn't a brand ambassador for BCBG. Mm. These opportunities, as people got to see her personality, rolled in, right? And so now she's even more busy, and she sees at her young age that there is room to grow. There are things to achieve. A child is really not on her radar. Mm. That said, Dr. G is quite older. He's established in his career, and all he wants is a kid and a family and kind of like a routine type of life. So that kind of brings me to my second question. Like, in this dynamic, mm -hmm. what do you think about dating someone where you guys have like a certain amount of age in between you, where you might be older, they might be younger, they might be older, you might be younger. Like, do you think that can work? I think it depends on the situation. Mm -hmm. Because especially like our parents' generation, sometimes one person is 10 years older yeah. than the other person. And somehow they made it work? And they made it work. I think, um, I think it can work. I think that, hmm, I think it's a personal preference because you're going to, me, I think people have age limits, mm -hmm. but it's a preference. You know what I mean? And if someone observing a relationship feels like, oh, such and such is too old or too young, that's because they have a preference, they have an age preference. Mm -hmm. So I think it just, it, it's case by case. I think it, I think it can work. I, you know, I, when people are older and there's like a 20-year age difference, I think sometimes we might be a little concerned mm -hmm. as we dial back <laughs> to be like, well, how old was the one person when y'all started dating? But I think um, you see all types of that. I think you, I mean, I, I think we see relationships um, where, you know, especially the man, I think in a lot of like heterosexual relationships, we see like a, a you know, older man mm -hmm. who, who dates a younger woman. Um, I've seen some um, same sex relationships mm -hmm. where one individual was a little older, a little bit more established. And I think when we were young, especially, I know when I was young, I was always attracted to older guys. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't really into younger guys. So I think it's a preference and if it can work, yeah. because sometimes it could be a generational difference, meaning we approach things different. We see things different, mm -hmm. you know, we, um, yeah. So I think, I think it really depends. I guess maybe I'm asking the wrong question of like, can it work? But I'm wondering how you kind of handle going through life changes when you're at two different points of life. So with Quad and G, like how do you handle, you know, finally gaining footing in a career that you've always wanted when your partner 
has already had that career for many years, right? And is now looking more so so to invest in like family life. Like how do you work out that change, right? And we know it can work because we see uh, a different age dynamic in a different show, like Housewives of Beverly Hills with like Erica Jane and her old ass husband, right? But in this situation, like we see that it's really taking a toll on the relationship because Quad is really about being her best self right now. And G is really about wanting the best family or wanting a family before it's too late. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah. figuring out those two life changes, are it's really tough, right? And at what point do we like let the... At what point do we say, I love you so much that I'm going to... Let you do what you need to do. And be happy. That's tough, P. Mm-hmm. Ryan. Um, because sometimes that can lead into a separation. Maybe not always a divorce, mm-hmm. but sometimes that can maybe lead to a separation. Um, and I know we talked about this a little bit on prior episodes, like being able to love people enough to let them go. Yeah. When and if it becomes time. Mm-hmm. I think that something else that we <laughs> also talk about is our possession over people. We really feel like we own Folk. people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that can be problematic because sometimes, whether we want to realize it or not, we are faced with situations to where you might have to let someone go temporarily. Yeah. Or you, you know, you might have to split up for a little bit. Or, yes, we're married, but you just got a great job opportunity on the other side of the country. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to hold you from doing that. Yeah. I'm going to hold this down here while you go off and do your thing. And I think some people are able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Doctor uh, Doctor G and Quad are at a crossroad right now. Surely. And I don't know. I think they might need some time apart. Yeah. And whether or not they'll get back together, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But nice. sometimes we do need time apart. Sometimes we need a break. I believe that. Look at the North House, South House. At the end of the reunion, they made up. Yeah. Sometimes you need a break. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Well, y'all, a final thought I just had is sometimes relationships get ill. Shout out to the roots. (laughs) (laughs) But it really is kind of just up to you to decide whether you want to fight and stick it out or love that person enough to and love yourself enough, low-key, to... Let that break happen. Yeah. Yeah. Dope. Cool. So let's move on to the hung pop. Let's. So all I really <laughs> want to know is, who bit Beyonce? Okay. Well, there's so many different. Um, <laughs> so many suspects and. <laughs> right. But so earlier in this show, I mentioned that Beyonce, you know, is a marketing boss. I really feel like this is a marketing. And I would not be surprised if a song came out about people biting off Beyonce. Or if she uses it. Or if she, yeah. Or if she uses this to, you know, promote the Like she did with Top Off. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to address the shit that's going on mm-hmm. in social media. On my song. On my song. Because honestly, if Beyonce wanted to shut Tiffany Haddish up, that's what we'd hear. Okay? <laughs> You wouldn't see her back and forth on people's shows talking about some, oh yeah, Beyonce almost fought this, or I was going to fight this girl and Beyonce told me no, or someone bit her. Could I read you the quote? Please. Okay. 
So Beyonce letting Tiffany be Tiffany right now. She really is because it's only bringing attention to what Mother B has to do. So um, let's see, let's see. Wait, oh, did I lose it? Oh, here it is. I didn't lose it. So this is coming from. I don't know where it's coming from, but it's, it's typed. According, <laughs> according to Haddish, she and the actress continued to cross paths throughout the night, culminating in a brief standoff. The actress at one point told Haddish to stop dancing, which, good luck making that happen. Quote, and then Beyonce and Jay-Z walked by me and I tapped Beyonce, Haddish says. She said she told Beyonce, I'm going to beat somebody ass at your party. I just want to let you know that. Believable quote. (laughs) Beyonce asked her not to, told her to have fun instead. Haddish leveraged this moment into a selfie with Beyonce, which, you know, is a selfie that she posted at B&J's party, Mm -hmm. right? Or from their party. Mm -hmm. Near the end of the party, Haddish says... Which some people are saying that Beyonce's hiding the bite in the picture, but I don't think that's (laughs) I don't think that's That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Near the end of the party, says Haddish, describing her final run-in with Miss Carter sometime later... Beyonce's at a bar at the bar. So I said to Beyonce, did she really bite you? And Beyonce was like, yeah. I was like, she gonna get her ass beat tonight. And Beyonce says, Tiffany, no, don't do that. That bitch is on drugs. She not even drunk. The bitch is on drugs. <laughs> She's like that all the time. Just chill. And so I'm just like, who bit Beyonce? Who was on drugs? Now, People started saying that it was Sanaa Lathan. And I don't know if you decided to check <laughs> Sanaa Lathan's um, Instagram comments. She declined that. Or but she she said she, it wasn't her, right? She said it wasn't her. But there are bees all in through her comment section. Well, there's bees on every, every all these women that have been... Like, Involved? Yes. Mm-hmm. They're like, because the, the beehive is like... It's out here. Now, <laughs> I saw somebody comment on some Sanaa Lathan's thing. You animal. <laughs> and then like... <laughs> <laughs> like you really go call the lady animal now? And so she said that it wasn't her, right? But then Tiffany Haddish's friends came out and told the press, nah, it was her. We said, like, it was her. And so then add somebody else into the mix. Chrissy Teigen, John Legend's wife, yeah. started tweeting about she knows who it is. She had one guess, but she was wrong. And so she was just like, she is not going to tell anyone. Tiffany was like, she'll never tell because she actually signed an NDA. All I have to say is, Beyonce, you are a marketing genius. What okay? the fuck Because now going we're on? not going to rest until we find out who bit you. And that's going to lead us to not, well, lead them to your concert <laughs> and lead me to the album that y'all release. Listen. Which is so weird. She did that. So if you bit someone on the face, where are you biting them? On the cheek? The forehead, as one the who eyebrow, has been bitten before, like on the face. Uh, no, because I would be in jail. Okay, <laughs> but I remember in my days at University of Maryland College Park, I hung out with a lot of White Walkers, and I don't know why they <laughs> like biting people when they start to drink. But one bit me on the shoulder, and I looked at her and I said, "Never again." Not White Walkers. Mm-mm. Don't bite me on the shoulder, colonizer. Like, what you bite me on the shoulder for? That was just out of <laughs> order. Okay, I could only imagine how Beyonce felt. But the quote, that bitch on drugs. Leave that bitch alone. She always. <laughs> I want to hang out with Beyonce so bad. I just. Off I, of that quote alone. I just want to say, I think it's so funny. I don't know why when the beehive 
puts the bees. They did the same thing when Lemonade got released. Mm-hmm. They and Kid Rock tried to come for it. Jay Z's social media oh. up because they had bees all, all over his shit. <laughs> like, bitch, we are coming for you. We just want you to know. Listen, folks are saying they're turning that. their back when Jay Z comes out on the on the run tour. Like, mm. so y'all didn't pay money for them seats? Them seats in that concert? Around. Okay, <laughs> I'm not turning shit. Turn the beat around. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Please. Only thing I'll be turning is turning up. Okay? (laughs) But yeah, that... um, What do you have for the Hong Pop? Well, Mr. Tyrone Hankerson has been the social media sensation for the week. Um, I'm sure you all know Mm -hmm. he... From our our beloved, Howard (laughs) Yu. This man um, has been accused of... Stealing over four hundred thousand dollars in financial okay. aid. He's a pioneer. He's an icon. Mind you, this was done while he was a student worker in the financial aid office. He has since gone to grad school at Howard. Imagine. And Imagine. this is now all getting caught up with him. I'm really, I'm as someone who works in financial aid administration. I'm boggled how this even happened. Words, there not somebody out there counting the money. When they not saw only, there was none to give out refunds or none to do this or that? Not only counting the money, but doing audits to find out where the money is going. You know, the president has since come out and made a statement to say, yeah, you know, we, we went back and looked at the audits and it does show that a lot of money went out when it wasn't supposed to. So, girl, y'all not auditing... Real time? Quarterly? Like, <laughs> yearly? Like, <laughs> it took this? So... Apparently, he awarded himself all types of scholarships. Like, one, he, he, he called it the mock trial scholarship. Yes, amen, mock trial. Um, <laughs> he, he's, it's, 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 it's really, what's really funny is really how the internet has taken his pictures. Yes. And yes. just sensationalized this entire event. And there's um, playlists on iTunes um, that he are really inspired is an icon. by Tyrone. Like, he, he deserves a movie. He really does. And somebody tweeted that he had every fur from the Crush on You video. When I tell you, I <laughs> fell out. <laughs> I didn't see that one. I didn't see that one, but people he, have been comparing him to Joanne the Scammer. Yes. I mean, just just really the whole nine. Um, of course, Tyrone, his lawyers have since come out and put out statements declaring his innocence, saying that he has done absolutely nothing, nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. You know what was his major in? Was it finance? In undergrad, I don't know, but he's a law. He was a law student oh. when this all broke. Listen, he's gonna handle it. This is Olivia Pope. She. <laughs> he's command. Okay, he commanded Howard. You, I can't be mad at you. But the difference between him and command, he got caught. And not only that, like the internet is clowning him, mm-hmm. and he's gonna go to jail for a really long time. Is he though? It isn't I. Reports are saying that he's being he's going to be charged for embezzlement if he is proven guilty. Mercy. Um, I believe that is a federal crime. Mm-hmm. You you go to jail for that. So now where we are today, Howard students um, have put out press release demanding answers and action, of course, but also are demanding a few other things. They're demanding more access to aid and resources as many of the students desperately need. 
Um, it was really a slap in the face to see this man for a lot of Howard students who had to leave or a lot of Howard students who are there struggling eating ramen noodles and don't know where they're going to get their next meal, don't know where they're going to get their next textbook from. He's out here living his best life, traveling the world, buying furs, buying designer bags and shoes with financial aid. So along with that, of course, the students are also demanding the resignation of the president and the board of trustees. They are also demanding no more tuition increases because we know universities raise tuition every year. Between 3 and 5% universities do that. And it's really, it's unnecessary because you guys, when you look at the history of financial aid, the minute that the government started supplementing financial aid, so like giving out VA benefits and started giving out Pell Grant, that's when universities started hiking their tuition rates up because they knew it was guaranteed money. So I think that is, um, that's reasonable. No more tuition increases. They're also demanding support and counseling for students in need. They're also demanding adequate housing. They're demanding the disarming of campus police and also to create an oversight committee that is ran by students, faculty, and staff. Um, I say they should get the things that they're asking for. Um, And we'll kind of see how this pans out and and if he'll he'll be charged. he has since deactivated all his social medias. Mm-hmm. Um, he has faded to black, which is probably a good idea. And um, yeah, you're going to get whatever you got coming to you, bro. Mm. What else we got for Hung Pop? Um, I just wanted to say a real quick rest in peace to... Um, Linda Brown, mm. she passed away a few days ago. And I just wanted to say her name. Um, we know that she was the symbol um, and really um, cornerstone to the Brown versus uh, Board of Education case mm-hmm. that sought to um, and was successful in desegregating schools. And I believe she's also the, the little girl in the famous picture okay. that's walking up to the school and being escorted by cops. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So rest in peace, Linda Brown. We, we speak your name. Yes, ma'am. All right, so let's move into the hung music. I'm going to keep it kind of quick. Just wanted to shout out some good music that has hit the scene recently. Snoop Dogg dropped a gospel album called Bible of Love. um, (laughs) And it actually tops the Billboard gospel charts. So shout out to him. Chloe and Hallie has an album called The Kids Are All Right. Um, I have been bumping it all day. It is really, really cute. Um, Tony Braxton dropped a song called Long As I Live. I like the song. I like the song. How'd you feel about the video? I like the song. <laughs> okay. um, you know, Tony really gave elegance, right? In, in the video. She looked I saw some uh, Lil' Kim moves, too. Okay, yes. <laughs> so, she looked flawless. Like, she looked amazing. I'm happy that, you know, Tamar looked great in there, too. Tawanda looked great. Yeah. But kind of this, like, these, as you said, Lil' Kim moves, like, I feel like she's gonna go, oh, you know, like, <laughs> it was a lot for she's me. She's grabbing her pussy in one, yeah. one, one, and I'm just like, Tony, you didn't have to do it, like, this was a very sensual song, you could have just rolled around and gave, I love you, yeah. you know, <laughs> how she does, but she chose not to, 
And so that is her choice. Definitely a better video than, um, what was the song that she released? Deadwood. Really love the song Deadwood, but mm-hmm. I wanted more from the video. So I feel like this video, she gave us a little bit more. Um, but sometimes maybe a little bit too much, much. Uh, because like you said, I I just really wanted to see, because she was so beautiful, especially in the beginning with the white fur and the umbrella Mm -hmm. and the rain. Mm -hmm. Tony, that's all we need from you. She looks great. She just has to stand there. Did you like the part of the video where she was, you know, did the little dance number with her sisters? I thought that was really cute. The only thing, so actually, overall, the video was nice. Mm-hmm. The only thing that threw me off was when she was given like those moves, like she was about <laughs> to spit a couple bars, and I was just like, okay, okay, that's fine. Cool. We say your name, Tony. We speak it, <laughs> Tony. We love. You. Really do. Do you have anything for Hung Music? Well, you know, we're always talking about our girl, uh, Tiana Taylor. Mm-hmm. She, did I pronounce her first name correctly? Yep. Yeah, oh, I was about to say. Um, we have been looking for music and asking for music. Me and you love her album, Seven. Mm-hmm. Um, Tiana Taylor has recently um, been going on a lot of promotion. She's doing a lot of promotion. She went on Wendy the other day. She was on The Breakfast Club the other day. And she's really promoting this album. But if you guys do the research, she said back at the end of January that the album was done. Mm-hmm. So here we are, and she's still saying the album is done. We do know that Kanye West produced the entire album. We're just waiting for the bar, uh, for the for the for the for the tracks. Mm-hmm. She, I was watching a little bit of the Breakfast Club interview before you came in, and you could just tell that she is overly anxious. She said that she wants to leak a track. And she was like, if it wasn't for the fact that Kanye had produced all this shit she and I would get in trouble, yeah. I would actually leak some of my music because she's ready. We're right? ready for her. And we are ready for you. So I'm not into the show. Um, I haven't tuned into the show with her I and Bang. It, yeah. um, I don't really know if that's going to be my thing, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. I may check out the first episode just to see what it's hitting for. Um, but... Miss Taylor, we are waiting for your album. She said, also, if it was up to her, she would re-release Seven. Mm-hmm. She felt that Seven had such great material on mm-hmm. it. It did. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about Seven all the time. I really like it. So, um, we're here for you. And we are anxiously waiting. Yep. New music. Yes, we are. So, are you hanging up or hung up? So, I'm definitely hanging up on Mr. Tyrone Hankerson this week. He was actually my hang-up. Um, but I also wanted to, um, you know, end on a positive note, and I also want to speak uh, Virgil Smith's name. I am hung up on him this week. He's the 13-year-old that we are seeing in the news um, just this past week. He was presented with a prestigious award. Only five are given out. It's a um, Citizens Hero Award um, that is, let me see. A part of a nonprofit, which is the Congressional Medal of Honor Society, they give out five every year. They gave one to Virgil, mm-hmm. and the reason why is because this 13-year-old, um, during the uh, devastating hurricane that hit uh, Texas, Hurricane Harvey, he was labeled as a hero, and he definitely was. At the age of 13, when um, the storm hit and the 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 water was high. 
this young man saved 17 lives on an air mattress. Mm. And he, he got them to safety at the age of 13. And, um, you know, I really just wanted to, to speak his name. It's a lot that goes on. We see a lot that goes on in social media. You know, a lot of shenanigans, a lot of stuff that goes on with celebrities. But I think it's also important that we take the time out to acknowledge just regular people. Absolutely. That are doing unbelievable things. So shout out to Virgil Smith. Um, we uplift you on this show. And just really proud. Just really, just really proud. It was it was just really inspiring to read his story. Mm. And um, yeah, so he's my hung up for this week. What about you, P. Ryan? So, um, I know I always get on you for this, but I actually don't have one this week. <laughs> hey, sorry. <laughs> I'm neither hung up or hanging up on anyone. But, you know, I think Virgil Smith is a, you know, great end to the show. I think, I agree. Um, you know, what he's done for the community is super, super dope. For so, sure. with that... This has been another episode of the Hung Up Podcast. As yep. always, I am P. Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at IAMPRYAN. And I'm Eric, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at E. Dante Cole. Find us both on Instagram and Twitter at Hung Up Pod. That's H U N G U P P O D, Facebook.com slash Hung Up Pod. For sure. Continue to email us, send us feedback, all your love, your questions, suggestions to hunguppod at gmail.com. And again, thank you guys so much for your love, your ratings, your comments, all of it. Keep them coming on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, anywhere that you can find a man who will love you enough to let you follow your dreams. Who will love you enough to let you go. Okay. Or love you enough to, I don't know, meet you halfway. Quad, we're praying for you. All right. We'll bop that ass in the head and lock you in the basement. Oh, my goodness. Watch out for them, y'all. Help us, Holy Ghost. <laughs> See y'all next week. Bye. So, I got to meet Beyonce. <gasps> so, <laughs> I go to a Jay-Z concert, and I get invited to the after party. And I'm standing there, and I'm talking to Jesse Collins. And as I'm talking to him, Beyonce just walks right up to me. She goes, hi, I'm Beyonce. I was like, I know who you are, girl. She was like, you're so funny. And then, like, we're going back and forth and everything. And then she's like, well, have fun. And I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try my best. Like, I'm going to have a good time. And then I went, I was talking to Jay-Z, right? I was talking to Jay-Z for a little bit. And there was another actress that was there who was also talking to Jay-Z. And she, she touched Jay-Z's chest. And Beyonce came walking up like, bitch. But she didn't say that. But her demeanor, her body, the way she walked up on her was like, off my man's chest, right? And so then she started talking to that actress and uh, some other stuff happened, but I ain't gonna say nothing yet. But it's gonna be in these streets, so you gonna know.